Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Before that, holiday homeowners are among the biggest threats to the survival of the Irish language. This is according to the regional authority that's actually responsible for the development of the country's Gaeltacht areas. And um, Brendan Begley, who's an Irish musician uh, from Tralee, is with us on the programme today. Uh, Brendan, is that the case? Like, holiday homes, are they the real threat to the Irish language? Hello, Andrew. I'm not from Tralee. I'm from West Kerry. The girls talk to eight miles west. Apologies, apologies, Brendan. No worries, but 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 I'm actually in Tralee today. Oh, but, um, right. Okay, you're on the line yeah, from yeah. Tralee. I should say, yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, well, without a doubt, it's putting huge pressure on on young girls of people. But it's more than that. And why we welcome this 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 acknowledgement of the pressure on girls of people by imposing uh, this this tax on holiday homes. It's not going to matter much because I mean, if you have a holiday home uh, and you're paying four hundred. Uh, uh, property tax on it, and if you increase that, just just an increase up to twelve hundred. That's still only an increase of seven hundred pounds, seven hundred euro. And the people that this is being uh, uh, applied to, seven hundred euro is very little to them anyway. But wh- wh- while for, I think it would have been more beneficial if they increased it even more and give these people that have these empty holiday homes, give them a tax break for letting these holiday homes, for letting them to people that want to live full-time in, in their own areas. Because there are families now having to move out of the Gaelic mm. and, and put their children into non-speaking school, schools that aren't yeah. speaking Irish. Okay. So d- d- it, it, it is a huge pressure yeah. in the holiday homes. But the thing is, we, we know these people. We live in this community and these people are our friends and they come regularly. But what's happening now is Kerry County Council in our area have made a mistake. They realise they've made a mistake and they've given permission to too many holiday homes. And rather than put their hands up and admit that, these holiday homes are being leveraged against us local people. I know this girl who, who's, who, who lives in this village in West Kerry who was told there were too many houses in the village already. 80% of them are holiday homes. Her mother never sold a, a, a site to anyone. And there she is having these holiday homes leveraged against her. So the Irish language is being strangled at source Okay, so the point is basically, Brendan, like you, you've many people will say like yourself or who have children, they've grown up, they've gone to college and now it's particularly, I suppose, with the whole working from home situation and the flexibility around work, people want to move back uh, to their own, you know, native areas. They're not in a position to, they can't get a house, they can't buy a house and any house that is being built is been bought up as a second or a third home for holiday homeowners who, who want to go to the likes of Donegal and, and parts of Galway and Kerry um, and holiday there for a number of weeks but the locals can't buy. Yeah, but the, the point is yesterday's tax won't make any difference. I don't think so. Because you can let, you can let one of those houses for a week and get €2,000 mm. for it and that'll cover whatever extra tax you have to pay. But it's, it's more than the holiday, holiday homes. They are putting pressure on us. But you look at the Irish language where I live. It was passed on to me f- for free. My, my parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents lived there. And now my children are not allowed to live there. So the language will be gone 10, 15 years. 
20 years. Okay. So it's being strangled at source. Okay. The government is investing millions in this, into this language and they're strangling it where it has been passed on for free. Okay. So it has, it's more to, it has, there's more to it than, than the actual holiday home. Yeah, well, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think that the, you know, the, the development of a house can be solely to blame for it at all. Uh, stay with us, Brendan. Um, Donegal Councillor uh, Michal Cullum-McGlasbuck is on the line as well. Um, Michal, what's the situation in the Gaeltacht areas in Donegal? Like, are locals there too just not able to buy a house? Well, Andrea, uh, I was just listening to uh, Brandon there in, in terms of what he was saying uh, in, ter- uh, in relation to the holiday homes. And I think one of the greatest quotes that I've heard for a very long time came from Brandon himself. If you don't mind, I'll read it. It says, if you prioritise tourism, you'll kill tourism. If you prioritise local communities and their language, and the culture you will promote tourism and get the best type of tourism, which I have to say was one of the best quotes I've heard for a very long time, and I think a very important quote. But I think it's far more complex, and I would welcome this conversation, and I would welcome more conversations around it. Uh, and without getting into, I suppose, the rights or wrongs of this, if you look at the, at, the, at the campaign that took place, and I know you discussed it, Andrea, yourself, on news talk around the Irish language signs, that was a very clear cry for people to stand up and to listen to our communities. We are very much dying in this community. We are, we are facing the biggest housing crisis ever, and that was a decision made by government uh, to look after the economic classes, uh, to stop building houses, to leave it to the private market instead of actually building much-needed homes so we could have our youth and our children stay at home uh, get educated at home, put their apprenticeships and their skills uh, to the best use within Mm. the Gaeltha community. We also have a massive problem in terms of the housing crisis or the holiday home. And I have to say that a high percentage of those that uh, holiday houses, they're not homes, they're houses, second houses, who come here. A lot of them do speak Gaelic, but a high percentage of them don't speak mm. Gaelic, and that puts more pressure on us. Now they do support and I would the local economy, the, though. They do support the local economy, though, well, that, that that's they debatable, Andrea. I, I would, you know, that's debatable, do they or do they not? Some of them certainly do, but do they all? Debatable. I know a lot of them who do, but I also know a higher other percentage who bring their own stuff with them. I know a lot of them, when they were building their houses here, they might have bought it, they might have brought their friends and families, which I can understand, to a point to build the houses uh, for them. But the difficulty is that the housing, that the holiday home does have a massive impact socially and economically on us within the Gaeltha community. It increases the value of land it inc- because the more you mm. promote tourism, and I'm not opposed to tourism, no, far know, from it, I because know. I'm actually be very involved in tourism, yeah. uh, but it increases the value of living, especially during the summer season, uh, for us locals. And it forces our youth to leave the area because they cannot just afford to buy the house. Because those that have or we'll call it as we, I see it anyway, the middle and upper classes, they can afford that extra tax uh, in terms of, uh, of, of the new tax that will be put on them. They can afford to pay that 10000 20000 extra. We can't. We can't afford okay. it. So what so we're that... left with right now is we're left with a barn that and all we're becoming now is a sue for the middle and upper classes to come to get to hear us speak Gaelic and go back home and tell them, oh, aren't they lovely wee people in the Gaeltat? I even heard them speak it. Right, okay. Aoife, you're on the line as well. You're joining us here with uh, with Micheál and, and Brendan. Uh, you too were born in a Gaeltacht area. Like, would you agree with, with Micheál on those points? 
I, I do, um, and and confront you around honour to all. Um, I'm living in the town of Dingle, but my father is from a couple, just across the parish from Brandon, and while we grew up in Dingle and uh, all of that, I suppose we and my father had a lot of problem getting, uh, didn't never got planning for us to to build on our grandparents' land, or which is now my father's land in Fionnach, where there are not that many residents, um, uh, you know, and new homes going up, and and on has. Um, highlighted that, you know, and it's a huge problem. And I, I see my friends, a lot of my friends now hope that had hoped to move back and people that were living around for many years, starting families who started maybe two or three years ago looking at buying properties anywhere on the peninsula, not even picking and choosing where on the peninsula yeah. and they want to live. And now they've been obviously priced out of the market. They're being laughed at by uh, real estate agents. And they're looking even to rent long term so they can bring kids up in the area and live in, in the you know, un- with the Irish language. Yeah. And the long-term lists are also a problem. So people are definitely being forced out and there's no exaggeration about that. And these are people who are successful people. They're people that we would, we all want to keep mm. uh, in the Beltacht area. So, and it's very, very challenging and it's heartbreaking in, in many situations at the moment. And that's the reality. Yeah. Obviously. What's your situation, Aoife, though? Are you, are you currently trying to get a long-term uh, rental? Are no, you, I, I work. I work in UCC, so I work in Cork at, at present. Um, ideally, I would love to be able to build in Fionnach, um on my grandparents' land, but that's, you know, we have tried that planning situation for the last 10 years or more, maybe. Um, so I don't see that happening. Um, and does that, uh, does, and does I, that upset I, I, you, Aoife? Yes, it's very upsetting. Yeah. And I see, you know, for me aside, I suppose, because I work in Cork and I'm not, uh, you know, I, I'm back and forth a lot. Um, it's, I find it very heartbreaking with a lot of my friends currently um, and seeing their situations and people that have had to move elsewhere and as Brandon said you know they're you, even themselves I mean one of the big quotes from Brandon's TV programme recently I heard was lovely um, that the language needs heartlands and that's what we need like it's not just about having schools where kids are being schooled in Irish it's about being able to live your life through the language and I suppose a lot of us want to do that and people especially coming back to the area want to be able to do that. Um, and I would agree with what Hall was saying there, you know, some of the and the wonderful people that have holiday homes for, for decades in Mani de Gultachti and they're people that are um, steeped in the language and the culture and, and we would all know very well. But the majority of people in holiday homes and certainly in terms of Dingle Peninsula in the last two, few years we see in a lot of the new buys as well don't seem to have an interest in the language and are coming to the beautiful scenic spot that it is and all of that. But the culture is very important and what Brandon's example there is a girl, I can just imagine the village that that was talking about that couldn't get the planning because of all the holiday homes in the area. That's scandalous. It's heartbreaking for that person when you're looking at empty homes. It's a long winter looking at empty homes with no lights on in them and you can't build on your own land. Yeah. I just heartbreaking. I, I just see here I have a um Uthris and Gael have have been in, in touch with us here and they they just wanted to make the point that, you know, I suppose they're not blaming tourists or, or holiday homes. They're saying that it's it's just it's one, I suppose, of, of the greatest threats to the survival of the language. Um in the statement, you know, they say that the delegation expressed concern about the problem of housing provision in the area. Uh, yes, there's a high 
high number of holiday homes in Deitha Gaeltacht, among other factors, is making it difficult for local Irish-speaking community to find houses to buy or to rent at a reasonable price. Um, the housing issue is now the greatest danger to the preservation and strengthening um, the language in the area that they're talking about there. And I suppose that's the point, though, isn't it? It's it's just one of a number of contributory factors. And I wonder, would um, would just more houses in general solve the issue though even if they're not necessarily holiday you know holiday homes just we just need a provision of more houses really isn't it Aoife? Well I'm not sure there's a lot of houses on the Dingle Peninsula if you're familiar with it I can't speak you know particularly for the other girls of tea but there are a lot of houses if we look at Dunchin to the very west um, the north of the parish where, where Brandon is and ourselves there are quite a few houses um, there are a lot of houses in Dingle Town where I'm from myself and a lot of those houses are empty. A lot of those houses are used for short-term let. And the knock-on impact of that even in the last few years is that our own club in Dingle are having difficulties fielding GAA teams, one of the strongest clubs in the county of Kerry. And that's the knock-on impact already. Um, so I fear for the next 10 years. So there are plenty of houses, certainly in the area where I'm from. Um, but, you know, one of the other issues that's happening with even long-term let, people are being let go out of houses in May and not being allowed to get another one and not able to access that house mm. or could come back to the house in October. Okay. And that's not on, you know. So uh, even the long-term letting thing is a huge problem. And in our own area, I, do, I think there's plenty of houses at present, but just how they're being used. Okay. Uh, let me bring in Marie as well. Marie has gotten in uh, touch with us about this too. Uh, Marie, you're in Cork. I mean, what's the situation there? Um, well, I had a friend um, in the Gweltocht and he died a few years ago. So I kind of lost my contact then with the Gweltocht. And I was just thinking like, I mean, I would love, I'm not from the Gweltocht, but I would love to be able to live in an Irish-speaking community. And that almost seems delusional at this stage. And I have, um, I had family that were living in Quebec and there were like policies in place to protect the French language. So they had a business and you had to use French as part of the business. And even like in France, and the Académie Française or the French Academy, they decide which words are recognised as official French words or not. So they reject any kind of English words that are being used in the French language. But we have a constitution that gives their language constitutional status, but it just seems to be for show. And this may be a bit controversial to say, but I read an article in the Irish Times on the 14th of September and it was actually about Donegal, and it was about um, a youth hostel in Arranmore, and then there was also, um, I think, a hostel in, I don't know how to pronounce it, Gukari, and those hostels are hosting refugees, and in the article, they were saying that the refugees are trying to learn English. And, you know, so say if somebody wanted to go to, the, this is the Gwelsup in Donegal, they wanted to stay in the hostel, you know, for a while to learn the Irish language. That's not available to them. So, like, all of these policies, you know, where people are placed now, those the, those families are going to send their children to the local schools. And if you, like, you, you change the demographics of the school, that's going to weaken the language. So when I was a child, I was able to go to the Gwaeltocht and, and speak Irish. What if there's no families anymore? Like, I stayed with families who had children my age. Mm. But that's not like, 
you know, so you have to be, like, the Irish language is weak and it needs policies to protect it. And the government doesn't seem to care about that. And it's just like where I live, there's no one who speaks Irish. And just little things kind of, you know, they upset me. Like before I used to be able to go into the shop and buy Friendship, an Irish magazine. That doesn't exist anymore. I know there's T.G. Cahar, but even on T.G. Cahar, there's so many English programmes. So everything seems to be weakening. And I do notice, like, in some of the programmes, say, with younger actors that are on T.G. Cahar, they use a lot of kind of English, kind of like, you know, it's like the taxi has arrived. They they land off, you know, and, you know, it's kind of like English. Okay, so it's part... older people speak it's part of a much uh, a, a much much wider I suppose discussion even maybe something we can continue uh, Marie into into another day as well listen thank you for getting in touch with us Marie and Aoife I have an interesting email from Kira who says the holiday homes they're an issue everywhere in the country Dingle is supposed to be a Gaeltic area but the place is full of blow-ins from abroad with no Irish Spittle the same says Kira. I went to the Gaeltacht in Donegal when I was a teenager the place is now full of tourists who bought or built holiday homes there there's no Irish to be heard there anymore even Inishore has allowed tourists to buy property there if I was a dub I can't buy land or build in certain areas uh, like Wicklow or Clare unless I have a link to the locality why can anyone just build in the Gaeltacht without the language asks Kira. Um Lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That's the email address if you want to get in touch with us. Unfortunately, uh, we'll have to leave it there for the moment, though. Uh, Brendan Begley, thanks, Brendan, for joining us. And uh, Councillor Michal Cullum-McLaspock in Donegal also. Still to come on the programme today, we're going to be talking about living with bipolar. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.